I'm Chef Babette, and I'm with Soul Flow Vegans. Welcome to the Soul Flow Vegans Podcast. We bring you vegan experts from around the world to talk about health, the environment, animal advocacy, and spreading compassion. It's our passion to help you navigate the vegan lifestyle by listening to the experiences of vegan influencers, doctors, and experts. Thanks for listening. This is the SoFlo Vegans Podcast. And now your host, Sean Russell. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the SoFlo Vegans Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Russell, founder of SoFlo Vegans. And today we have an amazing guest, and it is none other than Chef Babette. Thank you so much for coming on to the SoFlo Vegans podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted. <laughs> so I I've, I had the honor of working with Chef Babette on the V-Kind production of Peeled last year. It feels like it wasn't that too long. Actually, it does a lot of stuff has happened. But <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> we have a tradition on this show, and we like our guests to start things off with their vegan origin story. What were those <laughs> seeds that were planted in your life that allowed you to step into this lifestyle, this plant-based lifestyle? And um, yeah, and I'm sure our audience would love to hear more about that. <laughs> well, you know what? I've been around for so long and I've probably told this story thousands of times. But if, if I didn't tell the story, it would not be real. The journey has been, how can I say, delightful, interesting, educational, and um, worthwhile. I met my husband, Rondell Davis, in the spring of 1990. I was 39 years old, going to be 40 years old in December. And we went on a date. The first date was a trip to Griffith Park. <laughs> I had never been to Griffith Park. And he wanted to, he run, he, he used to run the hills at Griffith Park. Now, this one run up to about 1,600 feet. And he ran the whole thing backwards. I'm struggling walking. After the workout, he uh, prepares a meal for me. And it was my very first vegan meal. Mm -hmm. It uh, consisted of basmati brown rice. I had never even heard of basmati brown rice. It had some type of a, um, cracked uh, gluten-free bread string beans, a salad, and pan-fried tofu. I kept calling the tofu chicken. It had such an incredible mm -hmm. texture to it um, that reminded me of chicken. I was a chicken lover. And um, after I ate this meal, generally when I ate, I would always have a problem with um, belching or acid reflux, just feeling really crappy after I ate anything. And after I ate this meal, I actually felt pretty amazing. And he shared with me that same day, two books. And uh, the books were Fit for Life, volumes one and two. 
his volume one was a hard copy and he it was signed by the authors. So he wanted it back very quickly. So that meant I had to get through that book. Now I wasn't a massive reader at the time. But I, you know, I took that book and the mucusless diet healing sister by system by Professor Arnold Errett was the second book. And after I read the Master Cleanse and began to understand that the problems I was faced with in terms of food digestion was because of the combinations more than anything. I was I was um, eating the food incorrectly. Uh, now, who ever thinks about there's a correct way to eat food? <laughs> Uh, but I did learn by reading that information. And that's wh why I always say knowledge is power, because it completely and totally changed my, my life. I, I adapted a lot of the um, suggestions in the book and they became my lifestyle, if you will. I eat melons alone. I never knew that melons shouldn't be eaten with other fruit. Uh, you know, I every barbecue I ever went to, Grandma always made a big fruit bowl and had little balls of melon, all kind of fruit in the same bowl. Mm -hmm. That I never knew that there was an acid fruit, a subacid fruit, a sweet fruit. Melon should be eaten alone. Fruit should be eaten on an empty stomach. First thing in the morning is a good time to eat your fruit because you're it's like you've been fasting all night. I never heard of that kind of stuff before. Mm -hmm. Normally, all of those things were eaten together. And drinking. My mother was a Kool-Aid person. So it was full of sugar and Kool-Aid and we ate it with the meal. And that's kind of how I grew up. All wrong. All wrong for healthy digestion. So that in itself started a healthy journey. Just learning how to eat. And, and the fact that I never was big on a lot of flesh, especially when it came to cows and pigs. Now, I did eat chitlins. I grew up eating those things uh, during the holidays. Uh, a lot of refined sugar. But steaks, I had gaps in my teeth. I had to wear braces for a long time. And the flesh would always lodge in the teeth. And it was always extremely uncomfortable. It, it, it's not to say that it didn't like the taste of it. I just didn't enjoy eating uh, steaks and stuff like that. So chicken was my thing. But man, after deciding to transition, after reading all the information in the books and the mucusless diet, not understanding that all of the eczema and the asthma and everything that I was going through Every single month, I broke out in my face mm. with a rash. I had a doctor that just gave me, what was that medicine that every cortisone, some kind of little cortisone cream. And every month I just, you know, I just made sure I had a refill. So when I got my monthly rash in my face, I could just put my cream. But you know what? After I cleaned up the diet, got off the refined sugar, dyes, preservatives, Fit for Life Volume 2 explained to me about toothpaste, deodorant, aluminum, all of that kind of stuff came to me out of these books. And that is why I go hard on, don't try to do anything 
without understanding why you're doing it. You will succeed if you really get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I just, I give thanks to Ron for being such a sharer. Cause he, I mean, he was a new person in my life. He didn't have to tell me nothing, but that's who he is. He's gonna, he, if he meets you, he's gonna share something with you. And God bless him for that. Sharing is important. And man, that's where my journey started, 1990. And here we are in 2023. He and I decided to open the restaurant. And all we did was we decided after first week, we had ourselves a huge, like I'd say, hot dog cart, 15 feet. And we go over to Agape Spiritual Center on Sundays and we began to accumulate block long lines. And we were ser serving our mm -hmm. wild rice tacos, uh, enchilada pie, mostly similar things that we serve right in the restaurant today. And people were really loving the food. So then eventually we found a spot on Market Street. The landlord was really gracious, opened the doors to us for little or nothing. We had about three people that assisted us financially in get, getting in. And um, 2008, we opened the doors and uh, we made it through COVID. <laughs> and we've, um, we've changed a lot of lives, I like to think. And we've We've helped a lot of people. We've done our part, if you will, in terms of sharing our knowledge and taking care of our home. Uh, the planet is as important as all of us. Mm. We're a part, we're one with all of this. And to say, I'm only thinking about myself. Like I have somebody that I'm very fond of that just told me, I like salmon. I, I like wild caught salmon. That's the only thing, animal flesh I eat but I like the way it makes me feel. And I did my research on it and all that. And the only thing I could think was, and the only, the only person you're thinking about is yourself. You like the salmon, you like the way it makes you feel. Everything else is all plant-based. But what about the salmon? Where are you getting the salmon from? Does the salmon have worms in, in it? Mm -hmm. How do you know that what, that these people say they're, taking care of the salmon? How do you know they're taking care of the salmon that way? And how do you know that the salmon is not, I, I, I just, for me, it's not just about me. I'm just one with all of this. So it's gotta be about all of it. There is a whole to this. I'm just a part of the whole. Anyway. <laughs> I was, you know, I was gonna let you. I was gonna let you keep on going and be because I, I, I really, I. That's the big thing about this first part of the conversation is I want to hear what you have to share without interrupting because yeah. I have my just I have my little notes here of some of the things that you <laughs> talked about that are in alignment with my journey and one of those was getting the information because I could say I went vegan in 2013 and started 2008 officially. But my journey started way before that. I was overweight. You know, I'm the type yeah. of person, somebody, somebody in my family just makes a offhanded remark and I'm in a gym, you know, for six months straight working on, working on myself. So that's sort of what happened. And I got the information. I found this program called Beyond Diet. And similar to you, it's like all, I had all of the information about the food that not as much as, you know, I, I think... Knowing what I know now, it was only the tip of the iceberg, but it was enough to know that I know when I'm eating nuts that 
it, it, it has this effect on my body or if I'm eating milk or this, that, any other. And once I learned that information, I couldn't unlearn it. I so know. every time I decided and made that choice to eat that item, I knew what it was doing. <laughs> and after a while, you only can do that so much when you're not happy with where you, you're stationed in life. Right. So that I'm glad you touched on that. And the other thing too, that I want to talk a little bit about before we go into um, some of the other points you touched on is the why, you know, knowing why you're, you know, knowing why you're doing something mm. and having the information to support it, because not everyone's going to be motivated by the health or motivated by the, the ethical side of it. I feel like, you know, if you decide to take this journey, I call people pre-vegans, you decide to become a pre-vegan and, and step into this world. It's, it's important to know why you're doing it, because if the, I make up that if it's not, if the motivation isn't strong enough, the excuse could easily oh, supplant that. Yes. You know, so it's it's being able to get that motivation. And sadly, a lot of people, you know, decide to take this journey when, you know, you're past that mark or when you're, you know, have a family member that's, you know, suffering. And that, I mean, you know, I, I would love for the motivation to be lighter than that. But unfortunately, that is often the times what happens. That's what think and, um, about it. <laughs> you're right you know so it's like so that's interesting so do you have any more of um of those tips because you dropped so many gems <laughs> in in what you were sharing i hope everyone listening and watching that picked up on that um just the, the even the food combination like i learned that recently maybe like the last three years like combining certain types of food so there, right. are there obviously there's a, there's a whole laundry list of them oh but any gosh. that popped up that were like whoa that you heard that you might sh um, share with us you know carbohydrates and proteins together now come on a sandwich meat <laughs> and bread we well, we've always done that and um and then understanding why when i ate cooked beans i was all I always had gas and understanding that now beans are both a carbohydrate and a protein once you add the heat to it. And then we don't just eat the beans by themselves. We stick the rice in there, cornbread, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Tofu, whatever. But the combination becomes lousy and it makes hard for digestion, even if it's vegan. When you sprout the beans, totally different story. Eating a sprouted bean it's not going to give you any of that. But if you're going to cook that bean, you better be careful with what you're going to eat with that bean because mm -hmm. you're going to suffer. I always had gas. I was always bloated. Always, always. I made huge belches. I don't even do that anymore. You know, just recently, um, I at the beginning of the year, I always start the beginning of the year with a cleanse. Now, this year I did uh, a 10 days master cleanse. That's with the lemonade, cayenne pepper, maple syrup. And then the next 10 days was uh, just juicing. But I had this eye constantly tears if I'm inflamed. Mm -hmm. I've been doing a lot of traveling, ingesting things that I normally wouldn't ingest. I'm not a big sit down to a full plate of food eater, but I'm 72 years old. I don't need that much. I do a lot of juicing, eat a lot of raw. So massive plates of food just turn me off. But just understanding that, oh, I forgot where I was. Uh, oh, oh. Anyway, 
Yeah, I'm just very, very careful about my combinations. I'm very, very careful about how much I'm ingesting. But the combinations are more important than anything to me because of from whence I came. I suffered a lot. So that that became real important information to me. What's another thing that people do? Eating while ingesting, that's a really bad, you know, like like I have customers that'll come in and they'll order the soul food platter. Our soul food platter, as far as I'm concerned, is a is a hair gluttonous. It, it, you don't really need potato salad and coleslaw, but we offer both on the same plate. Mm -hmm. So then a person may order the soul food platter that is going to have black eyed peas, mac and cheese, potato salad, coleslaw, either jerk <laughs> tofu, I mean, barbecue jerk. Uh, wait a minute. What am I trying to say? No, it's um, barbecue tofu or jackfruit, barbecue jackfruit and cornbread and greens. Listen to mm -hmm. everything I'm saying. <laughs> and then they ask for a smoothie. So that's yeah. so that you're eating all of that, and then you immediately take a, a smoothie and you wash it down with bananas and fruit. Mm -hmm. So you know that what's going to happen to that meal, it's going to rot. It's going to mm -hmm. begin to putrefy. And so when you go to the bathroom, and Auntie is like, "I do not want you using the bathroom in my house. You got to use. You got to do number two. You need to use that bathroom at the <laughs> gas station bathroom." Because you stink up the whole house. It's because you don't realize that you've just rotted all of the food that you've eaten because you put the fruit in there. Fruit's on an empty. Fruit is in and out of the system within 45 minutes if it's a sweet fruit. Banana, if it's an empty stomach, banana dates, 45 minutes. If it's an empty stomach, apple, 30, mm -hmm. 20, 30 minutes in the stomach, and it's gone. That's on an mm -hmm. empty. But if all that other food is in there, and it's taking 45 minutes for something else to digest. And then you pile the fruit on there. All that stuff begins to putrefy wow. and rot. And that's what we don't, we don't know. We don't give a thought to it. Another thing that I'm very, very, very careful with is the processed foods that we ingest so much of nowadays. I think we eat too much processed food. Because it has to go to a laboratory and, it, and you have to use certain chemicals and items to help process that food. I just find that if I pick up a package and it has two paragraphs on it, <laughs> I'm very skeptical. Because I can a tomato is a tomato. <laughs> an apple is an apple. And I just truly believe that the intelligence that created all of this understood that an apple is going to be a lot easier <laughs> for me to eat than uh, something in a bag that's got all of this crap in it. But I'm not only eating what's in that bag. I decided yeah. that I was going to also make some food out of a box that's got a totally different set of chemicals. So how do I know that what's in that bag and what's in that box all that stuff really should be ingested together. Mm. I don't know because half of those words I can't even pronounce. <laughs> I'm serious about, listen, <laughs> just, you can't be blaming people. Mm. You gotta educate yourself. And learning to eat is one of the most important things that you can do. 
I went to the supermarket one morning talking mad mess with my camera. I had my phone. I was in bonds. I was, I was, I was videotaping all the produce. This is food. This is what we should eat. I was going everywhere. Let me show you what y'all eat. I went over to the cracker section and I came up on them little Ritz crackers, cheese, cheese. And then I turned it around. I said, see, this is what, this is what y'all eat. I'm talking mess. And, and one little line said, this food is, this is bio, biodegradable food. I think that's biodegradable, something like that. Bio, okay, it, wasn't yeah. real. it wasn't real. It was a food-like substance, in other words. Okay. I got home. <laughs> my daughter and my granddaughter and my great-grandbaby had been here staying with me. I got home and looked on top of the refrigerator. They had them dang crackers. Oh, no. <laughs> giving them to the two-year-old. <laughs> so, you know, it's in your family. You got to educate everybody. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And and just understand that, that that's not how the intelligence created us. Everything that we need to ingest either grows on a tree. It's on a, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. on a vine. And it's so beautifully gifted to us. And uh, unfortunately, I don't know, it seems like in the, in the 70s, uh, early 60s, 70s, we got on to the fast food thing. It just became all about McDonald's. I remember my mother used to feed us fish every Friday. It was always fish on Friday. And then she got, when McDonald's opened up, it mm. was like, okay. So fish on Friday and Saturday is McDonald's. And that's when we started eating that stuff. Yeah. Otherwise, my mother was preparing our food. Granted, she put refined sugar in everything. Mm -hmm. That had a lot to do with the ex the um the bumps in my face and in my back, refined sugar, I and high fructose corn syrup, poison, uh, highly addictive. I just I could not ingest it. And um I grew up with it, but now you can't feed me sugar. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm always reading the ingredients because I'm responsible. It's just yeah. like nobody's going to get up and go to the gym and work out for me. Not one person on this planet. I don't care how much they love me. <laughs> that workout is on me. <laughs> we want to hear from you. Visit our website to ask a question, leave a comment, or tell us how much you love the show. We'll play some of your messages during the episode, as well as directly to our guests. So be sure to leave your name and city and visit SoFloVegans.com slash podcast. And just the idea of, you know, we're a platform that's focusing on the vegan community and how to get people to, you know, not only look at the ethical side of things, but also the, their bodies and what they're putting into it and what they're doing to become the best version of themselves. And for me, my journey has been interesting because it started with the health. Then I learned kind of like the other aspects of it. And now I've moved to a point of it being about compassion, but I'm realizing it's a circle because the compassion isn't just for the animals and for human beings. It's for myself. It's like self-love. And then, and oh. part of that self love is what the what am I putting in my body? Yeah, you know, and and at least arming myself with the knowledge, yeah, you know, and doing better each day. So I'm 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 segueing to, you know, your journey and the inspiration that you're giving to people out there. You mentioned it, and I'm glad you mentioned it. You're 72 now, 
And I'm sure people watching this, and I've seen it in the comments anytime you come up, there's a lot of like WTH, W2F, and <laughs> WT, and what, what, what are you doing? And I think, and I think it goes far beyond black doesn't crack. I, you've done the work, you, you've, you're eating the right foods. And, you know, I just go a little bit into that because I, I, mean, I know food is one part of it, but you also in your, in your share earlier talked about products, you know, cause that's, that's another thing that shocked me, you know, in my journey of like, just the stuff we're putting on our skin, you know, the, the soaps that we're using, you want to talk a little bit about that for people that are um, watching? Yeah. You know, I, um, people often ask, what do you use on your skin? I, I keep, I keep my life extremely simple. I love coconut oil, mm. <laughs> coconut oil under my makeup. <laughs> so I, that's why I'm all, I had a friend, he, he, he transitioned a couple of years ago. Scotty used to always call me shiny because <laughs> coconut oil everywhere. Um, I never spent a lot of money on um, different products. I desire vegan makeup products. I use um, one that I'm very proud to uh, name called Chella for my eyes. I'm just really, really careful about the products that I put on my skin because I suffered so much with skin allergies and all that kind of stuff. Very, very careful with how I do laundry, different things that I use on my clothing, things that I use here in the house. You know what I'm saying? Everything can become so toxic. Our water, our air, our soil. We make so many mistakes when it comes to all of that. When you talk about loving, self-love, it's so very important self-love and self-care. I don't, my, my mother transitioned, my brother transitioned, my sister transitioned, my stepdad, most of the people that I knew back then are gone. Mm -hmm. um, I have a few girlfriends that are, are still around my age, but practicing self-love and self-care and knowing what that entails. Mm -hmm. You, you can't just say, oh, honey, I, yeah, I practice self-love and self-care. And then I just go over to Macy's and buy up all the expensive products. And no, self-love and self-care includes learning how to eat, learning how to take care of your emotional being. That's extremely important. We have so many people deciding that they would rather leave the planet in their in their human form right now because they can't take it. I find every second of my journey to be an incredible gift, an opportunity. Every everything that I've been through in the past, all of the so-called villains were just guides. They act as guides now. So I have finally grown up and I can kind of spot when the energy is off for me. I, I've been through enough that now if the energy is not right, I enjoy spending time with Babette. Mm -hmm. I really, I never lived alone before. My husband and I have an awesome uh, situation going. We have an apartment over at the restaurant. He usually stays over there. He's 75. He's like, you get on my nerve. I get on your nerve. You can have, I'm going to pay the rent. You can have this apartment over here. You can 
do your thing. And and we're still married. We're still good. But that's how we chose to to roll. Mm -hmm. I never knew I liked me so much mm -hmm. being you know what I'm saying? I never knew that I could get along with myself so well. It gives me an opportunity to embrace each and every second that I like to refer to as my now. So when I talk about your emotional health, I always say this, and I need everybody to really, really listen to me. Staying present is very, very, very important. I don't want you to give me, well, what if such and such happens? That is not real. That's a what if. I believe in not wallowing in the past because I came through whatever it was I came through. I'm here in my now. So I, I give thanks to every single second that is guaranteed to me. And I prefer not to blow them by allowing somebody on the outside to either say something to me or do something that um, hurts my feelings. And if I know me well enough, if you call me something or say I'm this or that, and I know that I am not, I let that go. That's not, it doesn't have really anything to do with me. Now, it takes, it takes training. It takes time to get there. I'm not saying I'm running a hundred. I'm just saying that I realize my emotional health <laughs> is as important as every, every other aspect of my being. So it's not just about the food you eat. It's my, it's how I how I come at you, my brother. It really is. It's, it's like the love that I have in my heart for the whole. I'm not looking at complexions. I don't care what color you are. If you want to start talking about, I'm not black, I'm brown. I'm mm. melanated. You're not white, you're pink. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know why we, we, we get so wound up over stuff that is not important and we allow every second of our gift of life to just be thrown away over silliness. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. this planet is our home. This is it. This is it. And we do some of the most foolish things over money, over money, over power. And when the planet goes for me, it goes for you. <laughs> when there ain't no planet, there ain't no planet. Your money don't mean nothing. Your power don't mean nothing. And, and, and I don't know why we, we lust for that so much when all we have to do, what, sharing to me is like the most important thing that we could possibly do because we come from all over this planet and we, we grew up differently. We learned different things. We ate differently. Isn't it just amazing how we can just embrace one another's differences? and just love each other because we are mere expressions of the intelligence that created the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So when you say that I am a light, I am just it expressing through me. That is the light. And so, yes, I need to calm down. If, if, if I'm prepar preparing food and Ron and I get into a back and forth, go outside and take a breath. Your energy is in this food. You're prepping this food for other people. And you got to watch your tone. You got to watch your energy because, man, we share it all the time, all the time. And we have to be conscientious about who's affected by that which we're sharing. I don't know if I answered your question, but that's what I got. 
No, I'm I'm I'm, I'm completely riding this. I'm riding this wave with you, and this is this is this is my comfort zone because you know I'm a continuous work in progress. I'm in progress. Yeah, I think that's how yeah. I want to say it. <laughs> and a big thing for me is a big a an opportunity because I look at things as you know a problem, challenge, opportunity, and or a gift, and I get to choose where that where i stand without judgment without any energy towards that and you talked about it a little bit earlier and i was thinking about it. it's like these obstacles these things that come up in my life and during the time i may not have the, the hindsight's 2020 or whatever the phrase is i always get to look back at it and say okay that prepared me for where i am right there now. you go you're got and and even when I'm, and this having that reminder and then a big piece, something that I'm dealing with recently is the fact that whenever I find myself forgetting that lesson, I immediately, you know, I've always been a spiritual person. I haven't been deeply religious, but now right. I'm stepping into the space where it's like, what energy am I putting on calling something the universe or calling it God? For me, it's all about being and gratitude, being in a state yes. of gratitude, being That's in a, a state of, of, wow, thank you for this lesson. You know, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to level up for what I'm, you know, put on this earth to do. And then again, you can go into a deeper level. I mean, this, that's, this, that's the interesting thing about just stepping into discovering yourself and having self-awareness from my experience. I'm not saying no. this is what anyone should be. But that's I'm the other so part too. That's the other part to it too. It's like you real like I realize as I go deeper down that rabbit hole, it's less about me being being a um prophetizing and telling you this is what you should be doing and more about me realizing how I'm showing up and who I'm being when I'm around people. And a big part of that is just like whatever I'm about to say to you and from a place of, I guess you can call it righteousness, I get to turn that right back around to me and then ask myself, like, what am I being right about in this moment? And how can I show this rather than say it? So, Beautiful. and then the other piece to it too is like, I'm excited about this conversation. The other piece to it too is I'm noticing in your share that you are very mindful in the words that you're using. And I'm curious as to, you know, how did you get to this, this space where you have this awareness of the words that you're choosing and how you're showing up? Cause I know a lot of, I'm surrounded by a lot of people who are, you know, walking this path, but we don't always get to hear how they got to it. Yeah, I know how I got to it, but I'm curious to, like, how did you step into this part of your journey? You know, I'm glad you asked that question, and I want to share something with you right quick. I, I did a post not too long ago, and one of the people that commented on the post had just lost their mom. And for it had been, like, about three months and they were like, I, I just don't see how you just keep so motivated. And in other words, it's just like, I'm just like, I'm just not happy anymore. My mom's gone. I, I'm just, and my, at first I started typing 
well, you know what? I just stay in my now. I give thanks for my moments. I just started, Mm -hmm. you know, I was all, and then something said, go back and read her comment again. And when I went back and I read her comment, she was having some pain. And my comment almost sounded like, get over it, stay in your moment. And I was (laughs) like, erase, I deleted it. And until I have something better to say to her, I I choose not to say anything. Now, for me, when it comes to the ongoing, the transitioning that every human is faced with, we will all transition out of this human form and the energy will take on new form and whatever. My beliefs, that's how I believe it works. So for me, I just, I, I feel like every single second of this journey is a gift and an opportunity for me to share love, which I have been created in and of, to be able to share that, to make this experience, this human experience. I'm 72 now. I didn't think this way when I was 20. I've grown up. So I'm bringing all of those experiences, all of that pain and joy and all of that stuff is now wrapped up in the 72-year-old Chef Babette that is, yes, careful about what she says to you. I'm not here to inflict pain. Mm -hmm. That's not my purpose. I don't have tons and tons of money. But guess what? I've never slept on the street. I have everything that I need. I really do. I understand that life is just not about dollars and cents. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's a not. It's about the connection with all. And when I talk about the oneness, I, there's absolutely no way that I can be disconnected from that which created all of this. I, how mm-hmm. how can I not be a part of that? Therefore, I'm a part of you. I am you. Let me tell you, one, one, one challenge that, do I really want to say it's a challenge or something that I'm, I'm getting used to? Fans, I've never been a groupie. I've ne- I, I, I always look at us as brothers and sisters. I don't care if you're a singer, an actor. We all, we all do the same thing. We all cry. We all laugh. We, you know, we're just, we're just one. So somebody came in into the restaurant, had come the day before I wasn't there, came in so excited to see me, had a camera going, just excited to see me. So I showed up the next day and they came back. And when I sat down at the table to speak with this young person, they began to cry. And I was like, come on now, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Hey, I'm you. I'm just not to minimize who I am, but to be honest about who I am. I'm not trying to minimize anything. But that whole, um, I'm not going to put you up on a pedestal. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't do that. None of us are running 100. We're all here learning and sharing and doing the best that we can do. I don't need for you to put me on a pedestal. 
If I inspire you just by you telling me that I've inspired you, then inspires me. Mm -hmm. So we're inspiring each other. I walked away. I said, I'm going to leave you here for a minute. And I left. And when I came back, she said, thank you for that. And then we sat down. We had a beautiful conversation. But after that, I, I was talking to a friend about how uncomfortable I was with that. And they said, you are a light. Stop. Don't be uncomfortable. Let her do whatever it is she needs to do to feel the love from you. If she needed to shed a tear, let her shed a tear. She didn't do anything wrong. She was just happy to be in your company. And that is okay. So it was better for me to minimize or to try to be like, girl, that's unfair too. Because whatever it was, she was giving me love. And that was her expression. And And who am I to say how she should express herself? I'm not. Mm. So I have to be careful with my words because words are powerful. Words are very painful sometimes. And I'm not here. That is not my purpose on this planet at this time to inflict pain to not humans or any other being. I have a issue taking the spiders out of the bathroom in the restaurant. I will Mm. wrap them up in paper and throw them outside. So you understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Is, is that making sense? Is it kind of hitting on what you? Yeah, it, it totally it totally makes sense. And I, I had this conversation yesterday with one of my colleagues. Almost to your point, it's it's like I get to meet a person where they are, and then that's where compassion kicks in. Where it's like, okay, I get to know where I'm coming from because sometimes I'll interpret what they're doing through my lens of triggers and past experiences. Because even as even even as you know, Zen and mindful as I think I can be, (laughs) you just have that one person in your family that says that one thing, and it's like, okay, uh, (laughs) everything's out the window for about two hours until you realize, oh yeah, thank you, God, I'm 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 supposed to be grateful, you know. So (laughs) so for me, it's like. Always catching myself doing that. But I guess the point, the real point I'm trying to make is that I don't feel like compassion or love or gratitude is something that you can read in a book and be like, okay, I get it. I feel like it, just like with going vegan or going plant-based or whatever, it's a process. For me, it was a process. It was a process of, oh, I get this. I understand this. Four years later, Oh, I thought I got that. I understand. 40 <laughs> years later. Oh, I think, you know, because it's like you're, I'm constantly changing, I'm changing and moving and getting new experiences and thinking I know it, but I don't know it. But all, but for me, one of the best things about all of that is that getting to a place where I'm in love with the process, I'm <sighs> in love with the journey of life yes. and realizing how grateful I am to be able to experience it. And also knowing that when I try, I'm using, I'm going to use your word. I love it. When I, you know, transition from this form that there may be another journey waiting for me. You know, there may be something else that I have no idea. And I, and I live in the possibility of that. I live, I, you know, stay open to any and all possibilities and ground myself in love and compassion. And, um, and then when I find somebody that, you know, speaks, speaks that language, so to speak, 
it's it's fascinating to just compare notes and to share the experience and hopefully people are listening and can do the same and and share their experience as well. I hope so too. I really <laughs> do. So so before we before we start to wind down, I do want to talk a little bit more about your restaurant um, and tell us, you know, tell everybody who may have never visited, you know, what's the name of the restaurant, where it's located, and then we'll talk a little bit more about like how it came to be. Um, the name of our restaurant is Stuff I Eat, and we are located in beautiful downtown Inglewood, California, uh, 114 North Market Street. And I have a little song I like to sing, like to give everybody my little jingle my husband wrote. It goes like this. Stuff I eat, stuff I eat. If you don't want me, try to stuff I eat. 114 North Market Street in Inglewood, California. <laughs> I, I, I'm compelled to like remix that and put a jingle behind oh, there it. There you go. It, 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 it be, the, be the promo. Um, I love it. I love it. And I, it's funny. Um, it's like every time you say something, it reminds me of a conversation I have with somebody. Um, like, I love the simplicity of that name. You know, it's it's just like so on the nose and perfect. So, like, how did you come up with that that Good name? Good question. <laughs> I I was in a play, and at that point, I had just starting a little catering company, and uh, I wanted to name the company, and I was. I, I used to take food to all of the actors on set. And um, I told them, I said, so I, I'm just trying to come up with a name. And most of this food is just the stuff I eat. And one of the actors said, that's the name, stuff I eat. You shouldn't <laughs> call it stuff I eat. And it's that that has, has lived there ever since. We're 100% we're, um, vegan. Uh, I'd say 95% organic. We don't have our government we didn't pay for the organic stamp, but if if we can find it organic, that's where we go. And that's really my husband more than anybody. He was just bound and determined to sell people organic food. The food is just very fun food. It's uh, transitional. It is a transitional menu. It's not all raw or anything like that. I am cooking the food. So I want people to understand that the life in your food is diminished as you add heat to it. It temperatures over 115, 16 degrees Fahrenheit will kill the live enzymes in that food. So what I am doing in that community is omitting animal products, refined sugar, dyes, preservatives, and all the crap stuff. And I'm bringing you food that mimics that food you grew up with. You still have the same flavors, the same textures, because really that's it. You need taste and texture, and we provide that. And so that's why Stuff I Eat has been so successful over, over all these years. It's what I say I'm serving you, I'm serving you. I can remember one time before we, before we really even got started good, I, I needed some rolled oats to make some cookies. And I sent, was like, honey, I'm out of oats. Can you just go to the store and get me some oatmeal. And he said, but do they have organic? And I said, Ron, it's just for some cookies. Can you just, all I need, come just go get some, you know, Uncle Ben's, whoever he is on the box. And Quaker. he was like, <laughs> I can't buy you oats to sell to people when we say we have organic cookies. I can't go to just get 
that man drove to go. This was back in the day when we first mm -hmm. getting started. He drove all the way up to a store that we used to go through to near Griffith Park to find organic oats. And after he did that, I understood what he was doing. He was keeping his word to his customers. Mm -hmm. He wasn't being a jerk. And I was going to be a jerk. I was for that one weekend, you were not going to have organic oats in your cookie. But after he did that, I've never looked back. I would never, ever do that. I, I love the fact that he was so honorable and, and he was just like, no, I'm not. I'm not. If I say I'm feeding you organic, I'm feeding you organic. And if I'm not, I'm going to tell you I couldn't find the organic. This is what this is today. And he is that way today. So I grew from that. You know what I mean? Just being very, very honest with my customers and teaching as much as I can possibly teach about us opening our eyes and understanding what we're ingesting. Don't just eat it. Question it. Know what you're eating. Know that it's important for you to question it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's just been our motto. We've been, like I said, we opened our doors in 2008 and it's 2023 now and we're still hanging on. <laughs> oh, congratulations, especially after yeah. the last couple yeah. of years. It's, yeah, it was, it was crazy. A, definitely a stress it. test. <laughs> it, was it was crazy, but you know, all for a reason. I never, I never planned for anything like this. And, and it teaches other people, you start in a business, you plan for something like, you plan for the downfall. You have to have plans in place. We were just two older people. We had good food at home. It was vegan food. Here, here ooh, he's going to give us this restaurant. We didn't even have trash cans when we opened the doors, but we're going to start and we're going to sell this food. I never thought about a COVID. I never thought about an illness mm -hmm. that could shut the whole country down. I never thought about yeah. that, but it's something to think about. So for any of you who are going out there getting into businesses, please, please cover the bases. Cover all of the bases. Go ahead, come out of your now and think about, well, what if? that happens. Sometimes you have to do that in business. You have to have, mm -hmm. you have to have that one section in the bank that's covering that in just in case that happens, you got to figure all that kind of stuff out. So it's important. It's part about part of being a business owner. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. um, COVID took a lot of people out. Yeah. And you on the, you know, from the business side, COVID took a lot of people out, but also from the health um, side oh. as well. And that's kind of a segue because we talked about the food that you put in your body. We talked about the mindset, but another big thing, and, I, and you see a lot in your videos is the physical yeah. activity, you mm -hmm. know, staying active. So you, can you touch a little bit on, you know, how important that is and, and sort of what you've, what you've been doing in that respect? You know, I I got a lot of my motivation. First of all, when I met my husband, that was the first date running the hills at Griffith Park. After that date, uh, movement, I started paying close attention to humans and our movement or lack of movement. My mother, my mother was a hardworking woman and she made her transition at age 93. 
But my mother had double knee replacement. She had had breast cancer. My mother, my mother had been through it. My mother could not go down on the floor and get back up. My mother couldn't get herself in the bathtub in her 90s and get out, in her 80s and get out. I paid attention to all of the that. And I understood I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep moving. I didn't do, and I think everybody in the sound of my voice, stretching. Stretching is the key to youth. If you don't stretch, start. I'm starting late. I used to watch my husband. I'd be sitting up in the bed on the couch watching TV and he on the floor, always on the floor stretching, always. And I'd look, I'd look that's a good stretch. But I was never down there with him stretching. And I, I, I'm not going to go back and say, I wish I had been. It just at, at that particular time wasn't there. But I get it now. Man, let me tell you, core strength is everything, everything. And people say to me now, well, I'm 50 or I'm 60. Is it too late? And this is my response. Is it your now? And if it is your now, there's not a, a better time to start. You don't compare yourself with anybody else. You are you. And if, if, if you 60 years old and just beginning to, to work your arms or try to do a sit-up, do it whenever you can possibly do it. But movement is mandatory. I know that right now, if I was ever in a situation where I was the only person that could run to get help and could have to go up a hill to get some help. Guess what? It's 72 years old right today. I can do that. I can do that. I could be that person to go get us some help. And I'm just, that's just a part of my life. It's like, it's, it's, it's not like, oh yeah, you know, I started a program. No, mm -mm. it's like blinking. Mm. Uh, working out is like swallowing. It is a part of my life, period. It has to be. I was created to move, not be sedentary. Most of us, I, before COVID, sit at work all day long, get in the car, sit, drive home, get home, cook a big old fat meal, sit down, eat the meal, and then sit in front of the TV for the rest of the evening. And then we wind up with all the fun diseases. Diabetes, one of your biggest Everybody got diabetes, diabetes, and they call it theirs. My, my, my diabetes, my heart disease, my, my. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're invaders. You don't, you don't hold on to them. You get rid of them through <laughs> self-love and self-care. And if you don't understand what self-love and self-care is, let me tell you, it's embracing your wholeness. It's embracing <laughs> The fact that you were created to be here on this planet to um, to shine and be that light and be and be in the best because longevity has its place. But there's nothing more important than um, what what is it when you can move when you got good um, vitality? What, yeah. what there's a word? Oh God, come on, old lady, think of the word. Um, Anyway, yeah, still being able to move when you're 90, that's important. I don't, I don't want to be here laying flat on my back. Mm -hmm. I want to be here still able to get in the tub at 90 and step out of the tub 
at 90. So the word I'm looking for is quality. Nothing is more important to me than my quality of life. I don't, I, I don't want to be feeling nothing weird. I don't take any medication. Now, if I have some weird muscle pains, I will take in a leave. But other than that, I don't have a primary care physician. I don't need no doctor trying to load me up on 15, 16, 30 different meds that are all liver toxic. If I can do anything naturally through the use of herbs or anything like that, I would prefer to do it that way. But in terms of movement and keeping your core strong, that's all on you. But it's it's vital. It's vital. Like I said, it's like blinking. It should be that. You do. Am I making sense? No, you're, you're that, making that part. That that it should be that important as a part of your being. That that movement is like swallowing. Mm. Don't don't act like it's something you got to add. And you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You you got to be there. Period. It's who you have to be. And I don't take it back. Mm-hmm. Young people start moving. I can do more push-ups than my granddaughter. She's 22. Mm-hmm. It's important. It really is important. And and for some practical <laughs> so from practical items, what are you what is your day what does your daily routine look like on average? Obviously there might be differences from day to day. On on average, especially on the days that that the restaurants open, we open Wednesday through Sunday. Since COVID, I am the the chef again. I, I prep all the food there. Uh, we have a very limited staff right now that we're gonna have to increase because we're busier and busier again. But I get up, usually I am awakened between 1.30 and 2, bathroom run, clockwork. I go to the bathroom every day about the same time. And that, and that, that elimination process happens at least maybe two to three times before I leave home. So I give myself a couple of hours in the morning at home, and then I head to stuff I eat. I try to get everything prepped before we open and we open at noon. Then I have an opportunity to head off to my trainer. So I'll go work out. But in the meantime, while I'm at work, I'm there with a big industrial juicer. I juice. That's my breakfast. Mm. So I'm I'm really big on chlorophyll because humans need lots and lots of green. So I'm always juicing a lot of green stuff. I love uh, sea moss, I, so now I'm I'm using the sea moss. And if anybody ever asks me, well, so what does the sea moss do? I'd be like, I don't know. Google mm-hmm. it. I feel good all the time. I just take it to continue feeling good. And that's the mm-hmm. honest to God truth, not lying to you. Most of what I do is to keep feeling like I feel. And then I get to my trainer. We do. We we have a little uh, uh, YouTube channel called the Vegan Corn Hub. You guys mm-hmm. can. Like and subscribe. And um, usually Shabnam is my trainer. Dr. Shabnam is my trainer. And we'll do we'll shoot some videos of our vegan uh, corn hub. And then generally I come back home. My days are extremely simple, but I I do practice self-love and self-care. I take care of me. I take care of me all day long. And uh, I'm ingesting good stuff, good vibes. I, I don't like mess. I don't like silliness. I really don't. I don't have time for it. I'm 72 years old. I don't, if I have something to say to you, I prefer to say it to you gently and lovingly, 
but to let you know how you made me feel about something or what does is not acceptable to me. And then we hug and we keep it moving. I just, you know, my life, my life just, it needs to flow from here on mm-hmm. out. I, I don't need no drama. I don't. I love that. I love that. I love. The, I, I love. The, I love the flow. I love the flow. You know? Being in flow with yes. with your surroundings and the people around you, um, and being able to spot that. And um, so, as we we're actually getting to the point where I do want to let you go because I know you're super busy. Before we go into our final segment, which I told you a little bit about before we got started, anything you want to say, housekeeping, and you know where can they find you? Some of you know some things you might have coming up. This will be your opportunity for that. You know, you can you can find me on Instagram, Chef Bobette, on Facebook, Bobette Davis, and on TikTok. I think I'm Chef Bobette or Bobette Davis. I think it's Chef Bobette on TikTok, I hope. And so one of the other things that I'm working on, and thank you so very much for asking, is I'm, I've got a little acting part. My manager, Tara Bennett-Smith, it has created, she and Tess Cacciatore have created an amazing series called The Right Turn Series. Right is spelled W-R-I-G-H-T. And uh, I'm in episode three. You can uh, stream it on Tubi right now. Four episodes so far. They're amazing. It ain't a shoot 'em up. It's just about real life, real life people, people my age, you know, and, and it's just an awesome, awesome series. And we want as much support from you guys as possible. So, Sean, thank you for letting me mention the Right Turn series on your show. And there's all kind of stuff coming up. Trust, I can't remember everything. Usually I, I go to either Tara or Shabna and be like, so what are we doing today? What are we doing tomorrow? I'm sorry. But just just check out my, my Instagram page. And generally I'm telling folks what I'm doing before it gets done. And I, I just really want to thank you too for uh, inviting me to the event and allowing me to be a part. And especially having me... Um, have another vacation in Florida, uh, uh, another vacation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you so much. No, I'm, 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 I'm happy to, I'm going to have, I'm happy to have you in South Florida. This, yeah. this is my, I, I claim this as my home. I lived here my whole entire life. So when I have people that I really care about in, you know, we've, we, and, and that's another thing I want to talk about too, appealed, you know, just that, you know, get to see a cooking competition where Chef Babette and, and Dr. Is, um, Shabnam um, were the hosts for that. That was a blast being able to be one of the um, line producer on that project. And like I said, see you firsthand, see you behind the scenes and how you show up the same way you show up here. And you're just, um, I just want to say you're, you're a light. You kind of, I think I kind of flatted that in my head from this conversation, but um, yes. So now we're going to end the podcast. And if you've listened to the SoFlo Vegans podcast before, you know where we're going with this. I invite our guests to drop from the headspace where we're thinking about pulling up information in the past and thinking about what we're going to say. And just drop into that hard space and just say whatever shows up. And then when you feel complete, that will be the end of the podcast. So I'm essentially giving you the last part of the podcast, turning this over to the chef, Babette podcast and um, you get to speak directly to our audience and feel free to take um, take a moment if you need to. 
Thank you. Well, what I'd like to say to everyone is it feels like a very odd time, I'd say, on the planet. But the other thing that I really want to say is that love cures all. And just think about first loving you because it's very difficult to love anyone else if you don't love you. But understand the importance of loving yourself and being good to yourself. Then it becomes very, very easy for you to share all that with everyone else. Um, we've been gifted the opportunity to experience this human journey. And we need to learn to love everything about the experience. Even all of our guides in the past that have not been the greatest towards you, they've taught you something. So embrace you, embrace this life, embrace this journey and understand your oneness with the whole and love. You've been listening to the SoFlow Vegans Podcast. As you can see, our passion is to help people navigate the vegan lifestyle. Having on vegan experts from around the globe, Sean is the founder and, of course, the host of SoFlow Vegans, an organization created to help make South Florida a global hotspot for veganism. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at SoFlow Vegans. Find the show and more at SoFlowVegans.com slash podcast. And for questions or comments, send an email to contact at SoFlowVegans.com. Our food is grown, not born. See you next time.